0: hey everybody coming up on today's show we got quite the array of uh subject matter going on here today we're going to start out with a little uh little recent firing over at uh the google ai um, uh, office Uh, miss uh margaret mitchell was let go one step closer to skynet Oh, we're getting there, man. We are getting there. So, what else we got, Keith? What, what's uh, um, what's on the so road, pal? So,
1: Apple has some 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 malware problems, and uh, this is uh, this is pretty serious. And yeah. it's
0: uh, a little bit of an "I told you so." I'll explain why. Yeah, and talking about there you go. If you want to let Skynet in, there you go. Yeah, right. So. Um, we're going to also talk a little bit about, uh, what is that? The Nissan office pod. I mean, someone stole my idea, I think, but apparently Nissan is, uh, listening to the needs of the many, uh, wanting to kind of, yeah, it's about time somebody came up with this. I think it's a fantastic idea. So we're going to talk a little bit about a portable office pod that, uh, Nissan is, talked about recently at the Tokyo show um it's an alternative to uh staying you know if you're self-employed which a lot of us are this is an alternative uh to get you out of the house and on the road maybe so what else, what trip, else? To, okay.
1: trip to stonehenge for old time's sake been there
0: ooh, all ooh. right agent uh molder and uh and uh i forget who else scully is this? Uh, i yeah, Scully. That's right. Oh, yeah, Scully. She's hot. She and, was uh, hot, anyway. And your Texas
1: home, powered by yeah. a
0: Ford F-150. Man, Ford. Just got it going on, don't they? Yeah, Yeah. apparently. Literally so, and figuratively. So, yeah.
1: all of that coming right up, everybody.
0: Welcome to the podcast, The Counter Show. I am your co-host, Jay, with my co-host, Keith,
1: over there. How's it going, Keith? Hey, hello, friends. Thank you so much for joining in. Uh, For those of you, by the way, that are joining Mm -hmm. for the first time, which apparently is happening more and more lately, as of late, thank you. Yeah, Um, gosh, yeah, we're on a roll. Pleased to meet you. Uh, as, As you said, that's Jay over there, I'm Keith. And um, this is a show where we, on the podcast side anyway, talk about things just like you would maybe at a parts counter. So anything goes pretty much, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, mean, that, that's some, it, man. Some days and it's
1: aliens, and some days it's uh, axles and bearings and drive
0: shafts, right? And some <laughs> days it's a combination of, of, <laughs> of all of that. So just get ready. put uh, Keep your... Uh, Keep your wigs and your keys away from everyone and uh, just get there ready for the show. So, you know, if you're driving along, just kind of enjoy this. Um, if you enjoy our podcast, uh, please remember that you can always go to partscountaguru.com and hit the uh, podcast tab up there to locate every platform, Spotify, Google, ooh, Google, <laughs> um maybe not google man no 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 that's up to you guys you, you choose whatever platform you want but we're on apple itunes um, we're on uh, tune in and, and stitcher and amazon and all that good stuff so just check it out um you can also you can see some of these video segments over on our youtube channel at youtube.com forward slash parts gurus uh, while you're there hit that subscribe button ring that bell and also give us a thumbs up and please tell your friends. We'll get into some social media sites here a little later on. But uh, right now, we just kind of want to give you that opportunity to, you know, if you're liking what you're hearing and you enjoy our show, which we enjoy our show. We hope that everybody else enjoys our show. Um, and if you do, uh, tell, tell some people, man, and uh, help us keep growing this thing. We're doing well. We're on a roll. Loving it. Oh, speaking, speaking of being on a roll. Uh, this was not part of our initial uh, lead-in today on what we're going to be talking about, but I wanted to, I wanted to bring this up to you, Keith. Um, it looks like Apex and SEMA are really, really making some bold moves and um, trying to get people to go ahead and get their reservations made, um, go ahead and get their booth spaces if you're an exhibitor done. So any of you people out there that are listening to this today, Uh, If you are a company that is exhibiting or wants to exhibit, you should probably go ahead and take advantage of that uh, early enrollment now.
1: And Apex, Uh, that's the Alien Aftermarket uh, uh, Pervasive Equipment
0: Exchange. Exchange, that's it. (laughs) Yes, that's it, man. Automotive
1: Aftermarket, what is it? What is it?
0: What is automotive it? Automotive Aftermarket Product Exchange, yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. And SEMA, of course, everybody knows SEMA. And SEMA, yeah. yeah. Special equipment, yep. Um, great show, and we really do hope that... Uh, SEMA, if you're listening, and we hope you are, uh, you guys over the SEMA Media Professionals, which are our our peers in the industry, uh, we hope to see you there. Um, if you are listening, um, we hope it happens, man, and we are, we're excited. I can't wait. I am looking forward to it. We're already looking at places to stay. So there you go. All right, so um, we just... Kind of spoke a little bit about the Google um, stuff early on. Uh, we podcasted what two months ago or so on a on similar. Yeah, so they, had a, situation? they had a previous
1: firing, and um, this is becoming a theme with them. And 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 I feel like the theme with us is we repeatedly point to this on this program mm. is. AI for the sake of AI is not. Uh, we've all seen this movie. We've seen the the these movies. Mm-hmm. We know how this ends, right? That's right. And and for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, uh, there's a guy running around in a like metallic body that's an AI, and he says like, you know, like
0: he's a shapeshifter. vista, baby. Yeah. Yeah.
1: This is not good, like, from the perspective of just letting things be in charge. Um, I, I understand it's cool to have your smart home lights and all that, and I, I have some of that too. But there's something going on in Google, and I'm not trying to have a trial on the air here or convict anybody, and we don't know all sides of the story, but I, I the, from the details that we do know, Jay, it just it feels... Ah, like they're hiding something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: that—that's what I was going to say. Because I, when I went back and I looked at some of the the information that um, uh, was out there, that this is a story that broke about the second firing in this particular sector of what Google does. And trust me, there's a lot of good things that Google does do from a technological standpoint. Um, you know, and and pairing up with other companies out there to grow technology. But you got to understand, man. When it comes to artificial intelligence and and what you're doing with the data to get to get to that point, um, it's 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 a, there's a fine line between growing technology and invasion of privacy. Right. And, and I feel that these two particular individuals have found that opening. In the side of the boat, man, and they're saying, Hey, this is not right. We need to do something about this. So let let's
1: put some let me let me put some meat on the bone for what you just laid out there. Let me give you the backstory here. For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, okay, Google just recently fired Margaret Mitchell. She was the founder and co head of Google's Artificial Intelligence Ethics Unit. Okay. So right, so what does right. that mean? So basically her job is to make sure that the the things uh ooh, look at that. My phone just chirped up at me because I said the G word. Um Margaret's oh, job was see? basically to make sure that things weren't being done in an unethical manner on the artificial intelligence side. Remember the old mantra that Google had, don't be evil, that they got rid of years right. ago? They because, lived they lived on that, right? man. That was it. Yeah. So So, okay, well, people get fired all the time. Maybe it was her fault. Maybe it wasn't. We don't know all the details. But this isn't the first AI ethics employee that Google has nixed. In the past six months, it's happened before. Um, Both women that they have let go were campaigning for more diversity at Google, and they raised concerns about censorship happening Mm. within Google. Now... uh, Dr. Mitchell says, "Hey, uh, she's been la- locked out of her her Google systems for five weeks. So, so this was right. brewing, and they were kind of positioning themselves. Okay, she couldn't get into her email, couldn't get into her calendars. They shut her down, and they are citing. Um, let me let me see if I can give you the specifics. Uh,
0: so, can I can yeah. I give, let me tell everybody? And while you're looking at that." Um, just so you guys know how how big of a deal this is, um, Margaret Mitchell was she was the founder and co head of right the uh, the AI intelligence ethics um, unit. I mean, that's a that's that's bold, man. I mean, that's a big deal, and I don't know all the details behind it, other than the fact that I know that she was onto something, and um, she decided to what? Just send some some emails um, or some. So so some, so Google has this policy in in
1: in place for these for this department. I'm not sure about it being for the whole company. It might be that anything you publish externally outside of the company, mm-hmm. meaning not not on Google's nickel, like like right. if you or I were just out like I don't know, say making a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. That if we <laughs> yeah. worked for Google we would have to get their approval for anything that we published, okay? Right, right. So you couldn't have a podcasting gig on the side or you couldn't be an author or, or submit news articles to trade professional journals, whatever, okay. So so basically, from what I understand, this has happened where these employees released documents, published papers, made comments, those sorts of things outside the Google ecosystem, and Google ain't having it right um no Just let me know oops there's the g-word again firing up
0: my phone man look at that see google see guys google's listening pay attention so what i found interesting um and i'm gonna i'm gonna re- read this um dr let's see she co-authored a research paper which she says was that was dr uh, Gibru. That was the first fire. That, that was, was the, the first fire. Yeah. She co-authored a research paper, and she was asked to retract it. And the paper had pinpointed some flaws uh, in, the, in the AI language. Now, um, following a meeting on the paper, she sent an email to an internal group called Brain Women and Allies, criticizing the decision. Um, she had emailed her management, laying out some key conditions for removing her name and... Um, uh, and if they were not met she would work on a last date for her employment and of course she yeah. gets an email response back it says we respect your decision to leave google There's and we're the accepting door. your resume yeah. yeah exactly and that's how that's how those those companies work sometimes in that which regard which is but,
1: fine and it's their right to do that the, the the problem that i have with this is they are trying to keep something secret here apparently <laughs>
0: They are, but I think that the company is the the company the way I read this that these people that are close in close contact or work closely with this department and these these particular individuals Mm -hmm. um, it 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 caused a lot of fallout um, and hundreds of their colleagues signed a letter in support of a. Both of them. And in her response, in, in the response to that, the company's chief executive, Sundar Pichai, apologized for the way she left the firm. That's Gabru Dr. I can,
1: I can bet you that the reason that there was like that five-week lockout on this time around with Dr. Mitchell and all that was because they were trying to make sure they had buttoned up everything before they showed exactly. her Exactly. The so See, they learned and, a little
0: lesson from the first one. Well, did they, now, though? They're just firing well,
1: differently, you know? I mean... Right.
0: So well, I, and I understand trade secrets, <laughs> no, right? They learned how to fire differently. There you go, right. Yeah. I,
1: I understand trade secrets are one thing, and you can't have employees leaking that out. But to my to my knowledge, and I might be wrong here, leave us a comment in the in the comment section if you know differently, but I don't think anybody was leaking trade information. I think these were opinions that had more to do with ethics that got them in
0: hot water. right. This was a technology. And the ethics within that technology that's supposed to be abided by, which, like mm-hmm. you said earlier on, was the mantra of Google early on, and they are not abiding by their own rules. Oh, that, that whole "don't be evil" thing anymore—that's
1: so far out the window. Right. Yeah. It's, so, well, what and is this? Let me back that up. Google has been busted. Mm-hmm. Not you know, there's been federal in, inquiries. There's been uh, data that has been published out there. Of their Mm -hmm. abuse of customer privacy many times. Okay? Right. So I'm not just at at you know random making these statements, there's factual stuff out there that says this stuff this has happened
0: before it's
1: become a pattern.
0: And don't you find too that because of the high level technology that's out there now, that there's a lot more high level infiltration of some of this stuff as well, getting in there. And you kind of wonder what of your personal data is at risk here with Google, and is that what these guys were concerned about? Right. And, you know, so so my question to you, Keith, and if we can lay this out to our audience, what do you feel is the biggest threat from something like this happening when we don't have... when? Okay, so it's like our government we have we have certain sectors of our government government that keeps our our politicians in check that mm-hmm. keeps our our democracy our republic right. in check and that's why these things are in place what you have here is a similar situation however google is like saying nah get out of the way we're just gonna do this anyway well,
1: that's just the thing, so it's called the e u l a the end user license agreement and 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 the problem that people have is uh when and and I'm guilty of this too with Apple with you know Amazon on their alexa side with mm-hmm. with Google on their side um as I look at my phone to make sure it's not waking up when I say that um you sign virtually an EULA agreement basically that says, uh, if I'm go- in, in by agreeing to use this product, you're waiving your rights to, or mm-hmm. you're agreeing to, right? Right. And in many cases, it, nobody reads those. I mean, South park famously made a joke back when Steve jobs was at Apple that you gave your soul away, you know, <laughs> right. You it's in the, it's in the EULA. Yeah. But, um, you're giving them the permission to listen to anything and everything you say, type, read, write, whatever comes through on that device in many cases. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's the trade-off. People have given up their freedom. I'm I'm about to turn into Ben Franklin here. In in exchange for, you know, certain certain conveniences. And that's right. great. This thing, I can control it with my voice. I can get in my car and tell it where to drive me. All I have to do in exchange is give it access to everything I say. To everything. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, what what you maybe don't realize is, because you say, well, you know, I don't care. I don't say anything that I don't want people hearing. Right. But that thing's always on. So if somebody calls you and asks you for personal information, you have a third party in the room. That's if, right. If I work in an industry like, let's say, healthcare, where patient. Privacy is important. You can't have one of those devices because I can't discuss patient information while Google's listening,
0: right? Exactly.
1: And and so there is no regulatory body in the sense of it's you. You're giving them permission to have your information.
0: You're agreeing right. to it. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't think that that's that these things are occurring, guys, and how important it is to understand how this stuff works, this AI technology works. We know that most of you guys—not not maybe not all of you, but a lot of you—are on social media. You're on Facebook. Yep. You've got a computer in your house. You're 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 going up and you're doing a research on Christmas gifts, or maybe you ran out of makeup or something, and so you're on the Clinique website. I know, right. I know okay. where you're going with this. Yep. So it, just pay attention to that. Just just as a test uh, to yourself, how many if you're times on the same network have right, I had a family same...
1: conversation around an electronic yeah. device, yeah. and not an hour or two later, I'm on a laptop looking something up, mm-hmm. and I see an ad pop for you know oh. something my wife mentioned.
0: It's creepy. Not only that, your smart devices are listening to you. Mm-hmm. And I have recently had this happen where I was talking about a specific brand of product and all of a sudden, and I had not searched, it showed up speedo as an ad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Speedos, yeah, there you go. Man, you'll never catch me in a pair of those. <laughs> never, dude. I just don't have the legs for it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, you know... Yeah, after I searched, you know, I noticed it was there was an ad for the same product that I had just been talking about. Oh, yeah. I had not searched on it. There was no this was all through my smart device which happens to be an iPhone 10 listening to what I was saying. Now, if you don't believe that that's not happening, then go find out why with one of the recent updates to OS right. iOS 14 why they have now Intentionally said, Apple says while you're using an app, there will be a light that lights up to mm-hmm. let you know that 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 is being used. So, so your camera's on, you're being listened to, something like
1: that. Apple and Facebook have been quite at odds lately, and a lot of it mm-hmm. is over stuff like this. Now, Apple uh, is probably, in terms of you know privacy, they are the most respectful of of their users privacy. It doesn't mean they're good at it. It just means they're the no. least offensive. Okay. Yeah,
0: you know, early on was one of the things that attracted me the most about Apple and let's let's get into Apple. So let's talk about Apple a little bit here and what's going on with those guys and 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 frankly, I think our audience who's been listening to us for a while, they know how we feel about Apple right now. We're not we don't hate Apple. We're big users of Apple.
1: It's true of all all the car manufacturers that we talk about, everything we talk about, a lot of times I'm hard on things, you know, because I, I care for them. I want I expect the best. You know, I right, want them to do right. their best. And n- no exception here with Apple. You know, Apple has such potential. We've seen through their history that they're capable of great things. So, mm. you know, rewind back to, I don't know, maybe eight or nine months ago, Jay, when we talked about Apple started there was a lot of press out about they're making their own processors in their computers. Now, they've been doing that on their mobile devices for a while, meaning on their iPads and their phones, okay? Right. But that takes less processing power than a computer, than a laptop or a desktop, okay? Right, Um, right. It it is a a scaled-down version, if you will, right? It's a lighter-weight version. So Apple announced a while back again, you know we we did a podcast episode on it maybe nine months ago. Hey, we're going our own way now. We're leaving Intel. We're going to make our own processors. And we right. said on this program, oh boy, this is there are so many reasons why this is risky. Now, I yeah. understand they had an issue with Intel and they have a certain quality standard, and they were back and forth with Intel over meeting that standard and and blah, blah blah. okay, fine. But when you take on, manufacturing something that, like Intel, for example, or AMD, that's all they do, really. I mean, yeah, Intel does some other side stuff, but their core business has always been processing, you know, CPUs, right? So Apple's like, yeah, we can do it, right, but there's so much that goes into that. It's like you're an engine manufacturer, okay? Mm -hmm. You learn to make those engines you're going to use that for multiple vehicle platforms because of the amount of r&d that goes into manufacturing that engine. That's right. Okay, similar thing on the on the cpu side. If you're going to make your own cpus, you're now responsible for keeping up with every little change in minutia that happens, okay? Case in point. There has been new malware out as of the time of this podcast, they estimate that it's that they know of It's affected 30,000 Macs. Apple historically has been somewhat immune because of how the OS is updated and patched and built to malware, but no more. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's always been susceptible. It's just never been as as easy, I guess. Um, This does affect the M1 chip, the new Apple-manufactured processor. Uh, They're calling it Silver Sparrow and if, if if you want me just to go into a little bit of why this is a big deal
0: yeah, I do, and i mean i I know why it's a big deal um i'm gonna and I'm gonna speculate my thoughts on it, and I'll let you you take off on this, but when I look at this you know i'm i'm just i'm gonna just kind of give a a narrow perspective here, okay, bottom line, just a few words. I think the timing of Apple doing what they're doing now with their own processors, the M1 chip, could not have been worse because of the vulnerability. Well, they're freaking out
1: right now. You better believe they're scrambling to deal with
0: They should be freaking out because this this was a new platform that they were rolling out and they were going to do this in sequences. And they're still rolling it out to to specific devices. I've seen a lot of tech guys on YouTube talking about... How well certain aspects of it are, um, that remains to be seen. But now, here you have something rearing its ugly head, is something that on this level, Apple hasn't really had to deal with it with such a new technology, right? Yeah. With such a new product. So
1: now, all of a sudden, these guys that are making processors, they're going to have to spin up extra resources to throw at solving this malware issue. Okay. So you may be asking, if you're watching or listening to this, well what does this matter to me? What can it do? Okay. Well that's actually the problem. We don't know yet. Better so know. so here's what we do know. Um if your Mac is infected with this, okay, it is we used to call these zombies. Your machine was a zombie. Um mm-hmm. it, it is taking control of your machine. So so every hour these infected computers Phone home. They call back to a control server and ask for instructions. Almost like a Manchurian candidate or, right, like a sleeper spy, okay? Just once an hour, they're checking in to see if there's any instructions. Right. And for now, the response has been no.
0: Nope. Nope. No payloads detected. Yep.
1: Yep. But the problem is we don't know what that payload could be, okay? So... Could it brick your computer? Sure. Could yeah. it, you know, combine all these computers into a massive distributed denial of service attack to try to take down some intelligence agency? Sure. Or NASA or, you know, whatever, right? Uh, I mean, they or could just target you and me. Some media yeah, outlet. Knows? They could target our website. They could target right. whatever. But yeah. you have a combined force of 30,000 computers from all over the planet Basically, doing whatever they're told to do. Now, do you understand why this is dangerous?
0: Very dangerous. Also, too, to let everyone know that these guys that are that are developing this malware, this could just be a beta test for them. They're checking to see how it, Apple reacts it to this. It seems to be highly what coordinated. They do. absolutely. It is Based because on it seems like how they're it's just running st-
1: and what yep. these security firms are discovering about how it's running. This is not. A 14 year old in his mom's basement that put this together. Okay. That's no, this
0: is um there is some intent here that we haven't we don't know what it is could yet. Could be a foreign government, could be That's right, it
1: could be at this point, could be anything. Okay, but they've yeah. found this in 153 countries to date. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the infections are concentrated in the US, the UK, Canada, France, Germany. Um, and it's using Amazon Web Services as part of its distribution which is a global right. network of servers right. and yeah again here we go back to this whole ai thing right like right if this can happen to an apple computer that apple controls the the complete r and d through the production they're making the processors they're making the laptops they're making the keyboard keys they're making the hard drives they're making everything okay right and you're going to tell me that if it can happen to them, it can't happen to some AI driven device that you have in your home to where that can't be hacked. I mean,
0: are you kidding? Right. Right. People, you know, and, and here's the thing, man. We just we we just talked about the Google AI researcher, you know, being fired, too. You know, and then now we have this happening with Apple. Um, we are in a very vulnerable situation. Time right now when it comes to these sorts of things, and it is it. We, this is quickly changing with the AI technology, um, and I think that that's where this is what this is going to stem from. Um, it, it what blows my mind is that the dedication that some of these countries have to hacking like our, you know, our Russias and our China. and Patience let's and time. Just, let's just, let's Patience just call it what it is. Yep. Um, but we have our own, our own homegrown hackers here in this country. We just recently saw it happen and uh, it was a water treatment plant down in Florida, um, that was hacked, uh, and poisoned. And, um, luckily they caught it and were, and were able to, uh, prevent anyone from, from being affected by it. But, this is how vulnerable vulnerable we are with things like this. Could this be something like a uh, water treatment plant going down or a power grid yep. going? You know, we don't know, man. We don't know. It Could be defense systems. Um, could be uh, NASA uh, uh, systems where this, this, this. You know, we've got the space station up there. We don't know. So you know right now in 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 in
1: in kind of a closing suggestion tr- to try to be helpful with this you know you might be asking well you know what can i do well right now keep in mind 30,000 is just the number we've detected so th- they expect that it's probably a lot higher in terms of the infected computers we don't know where this came from we we don't it's just like a real virus we're still in the early stages of trying to figure all that mm-hmm. out i'm sure everybody can relate to that with covid right So there isn't anything right now, there is not antivirus software out there that is capable Mm -hmm. of removing this. Uh, The the Silver Sparrow itself is sharp enough, they think, to detect attempts at removal, and that's another problem. So here's the best thing that you can do for now. Okay, And it's not great, but it's better than nothing. If you own a Mac... Keep your eye on your security updates that happen in your system preferences pane and, you know, run any security updates that Apple Apple suggests to you from that looks like a little cogwheel. You know, I'm not talking about application updates from the App Store, you know, where you go update like Keynote or whatever. I'm talking about if there is a security update and it'll say security update, run it. Okay? Not okay. talking about an OS update. Not talking about changing from maybe High Sierra to, you know, whatever. I'm talking about security. The, anything with the
0: word security in it. Run now, that update. Right, right on. You're absolutely correct, and I've been paying attention to that, and I'm going to say this because I am not as tech savvy as Keith is, folks. That's This is, this is Keith's world. He lives in two worlds. Fast cars and computers. Um... Which are both pretty cool, um, but me, I'm I do not set my automatic. I don't have automatic updates set on my on any of my computers. Nor do I. I do not. I I used to do that, but I do not do it anymore. And here's why. While the Yule eulogy <laughs> might be uh, super super uh, long. Or you know when uh, these agreements that come out and I I'm just oh the EULA that. So, oh we yeah, can go yeah. with eulogy yeah I, because yeah. it could be a death man yeah, yeah. I'm just, just saying that's why I threw that out there but I tend now when there is an update available I go in and read about it and it takes me five ten minutes to read through the topic of discussion a lot of it just doesn't make sense to me. But I also try to authenticate where it's coming from because you will find that there um, and then also maybe put in a couple of extra things like I have on on my machines that I use specifically my 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 Mac, my Apple product I have a lot of authentication in place a couple of two you know two two type authentications in place where I have to you know type in a code um, whatever but just little things like that that can Maybe buy you a little bit of time before you just happily click on yep. something to go. Oh, okay, boom. So give your give yourself a take a deep breath for a second. Don't in just general, go click. Yeah, in general. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I try to
1: try to preach this to my eleven year old. Read what's on your screen before you click anything. Absolutely. Read it like you need to understand it. Okay. Yes. it's there for a reason you don't have the
0: time
1: or you don't care, okay, but you're going to get what's coming to you. My philosophy on anything that I use production-wise, like work equipment, security updates are fine. I typically run those as soon as I can. Right. If it's a patch or if there's a legitimate reason that I have to run an update. So in other words, in terms of the equipment that I use, the old... The old saying, if it ain't broken, don't fix it, right? Right, right. If I've got my podcast recording rig set up the way I need it and everything works as it should and I have no compelling reason to make a change, don't make the change. Right. If there's a security issue that I need to patch, fine. If there's a bug in Final Cut or in some audio software that we're using, okay, I'll run that. I'll read through it. I'll make sure I understand that it's going to you know, patch up and maybe fix what's broken, but if things are working fine and there's not, like, an added feature that I need or whatever, eh, I'm not in a hurry to apply that. So, just just yeah. for now, everybody be careful. Be very with, vigilant. With what you shall click on, you know, mm-hmm. make sure you read. And yep. uh, stay away from, uh, you know, pop-up websites that tell you to... <laughs> Your, your, your flash is out of date. Everybody's flash is out of date, by the way, for those of you that don't know. And the reason for that is because flash has been discontinued and you should not be using flash anymore on any of your stuff. And that's why your flash is out of date. Stop clicking. You'll see,
0: you'll see, you know, you need to update your flash. Don't do it. Just, just exit out of it. Don't worry about it. I, I Bl- had that conversation. Flash with, was used as a virus
1: distribution platform quite a bit, and it got to the point where Adobe just said, no more, we're done with it.
0: Right. All right. And I'm pretty certain it's, there's been some happy clicker going uh, around on one of my devices here, that, and I won't name any names, but that that happened. So anyway, Speaking yeah, of happy so, clickers. Happy clickers. Uh, if
1: you were to be a happy clicker in an office of your choice somewhere. Now, I, I don't even remember. I think maybe... I don't know. Did I find this, or do you, you find you you, you, you took you the found bait? It. You took the bait, and like you were I like, I'm, "I'm you were all over this." So, n-
0: yes. Should I tell people where we're at, or do we just? Let's just talk about this. Well, what you what you what you want? Oh, that's a little uh, Beastie Boys, just in case anybody couldn't interpret that. Anyway, um, so we've all been faced with uh, you know not all of us, but. A lot of us have been faced with the challenge of working from home during COVID. Um, Some of you are already working remotely, like myself, like Keith, who we've been. I I would say that Keith and I are well-seasoned remote workers. We know how to get it done. It has its challenges on a number of levels. It can affect the psyche. If you're not getting up and taking breaks and going outside. I got a message that my flash is out of date. Should I click that? (laughs) that would be a no i hate to say i told you so all right anyway right right so um keith and i actually did uh we did a couple of podcast segments on you know how to work remotely working from home and that sort of stuff and how to deal with it and this is really cool now granted this is a concept um but great ideas are born from those Mm -hmm. concepts and nine times out of ten, you're going to see some version of this out there at some point. But Nissan, and again, Nissan, we're talking about Nissan again. Hey, Nissan's you, been in the movement. Do you consider you know?
1: them an Asian company?
0: Um, Yeah, I do. They are. I mean, that's I their mean, roots, right? I mean, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was Datsun, Nissan, you know, yeah. I, I, yeah, I still man. consider them an Asian you know, I think so. Even though they, you know, they're they're rooted in in the state of Tennessee now with their North American headquarters. Yeah, right. But so
1: here's why I ask that because mm-hmm. you know what we typically see in trying times from the Asian auto manufacturers like Honda, like Toyota, mm-hmm. to give you a couple yeah. of examples. Um, and I, I saw this heavily on the Honda motorcycle side during the 2008 recession. Acura is another one. Yeah. They tend to shut down R&D. They pull way back and tighten the belt on their R&D budget. Mm -hmm. And Nissan is... They're in trouble. They've had some trying times lately. Okay? It's no secret. Okay? Right. A lot of times what happens when an auto manufacturer gets in trouble is they shelter and they stop R&D or they severely cut the budget. It is very nice to see them backed into a corner here and just doing what they can to see, you know, let, let's keep trying. Let's push innovation forward, right? Let's do
0: something. And, you know, they we talked about it. We had a podcast on it. We did a little video segment over on YouTube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. If you're interested in going there, just subscribe while you're there if you don't mind. But, um, you know, they started out, the, 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 you know, the, the flurry of activity with mm-hmm. the the Nissan Proto-Z. And then now we, we just recently talked about, um the Pathfinder. Um that's it's gonna be out. Uh what was it we just podcasted? It was another vehicle that uh well the frontier uh, oh the frontier the redesign frontier and the pathfinder. The frontier, and, and, the the pathfinder Z. and that, and that is Z.
1: actually is out now. If you um are unfamiliar with how to get to our full podcast, go to our website at partscounterguru.com or partscountergurus with an s dot com. Mm-hmm. Both yeah. take you to the same place. We own them you both. Go. And then uh And then click on the podcast links at the top, and it'll take you to whatever, whatever you're use, wherever find podcasts are given away for
0: free. Whatever your platform of choice, you will find us there. Absolutely, and um, you know we 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 were we we've been saying Nissan, where are you at, and you know what are you doing, and so they rolled out this Nissan Next. Um, this was their their mantra. New mantra is Nissan Next. So Mm -hmm. we are seeing signs of of that there there's some innovation yeah, coming so out of you know they're they're backing it up i can um, bet
1: you jay i'm gonna give you a second here to be prepared to talk about some of the specifics in this thing okay yeah so get yeah. your list ready oh I'll but read i would bet you that even though this this van as it is right now and their concept doesn't maybe make it to production there will be elements of this that they will leverage for for future vehicles because there are some really cool components and aspects in it that I can see very being very usable in Mm -hmm. in some of their vehicle lineup, you know, not to mention the fact that everybody and their brother's out buying an RV or a camper right now.
0: So, yeah. And when I, when I saw this story um, and that's what really grabbed me was that, you know, they're, they're looking at two sectors of, of our life, which are affected and, 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 or have a, there's a result from it. So, if you haven't seen the story, what we're talking about is Nissan. If you, I don't know if you've seen the NV three hundred and fifty vans. They're they're pretty cool. Um, they're basically fleet style vans. Mm-hmm. This doesn't look like um, that though. This looks more no, like a VW. It's, it's it's, camper it's yeah. Van. It's more yeah. It's more uh, rounded and mm-hmm. aerodynamic looking, whereas the. The the N V three fifty, if you're if you're out on the highway today, it looks like just one big huge box with wheels, mm-hmm. you know, like an Amazon van or something, you know. Right. Which matter of fact, I think Amazon may use a few of those. But um they've come up with this concept. It's uh what they call a uh uh office pod. And um basically when you check it out, you'll see some of the some of the things that they put into this is pretty cool, but it can bleed over into the R V world as mm-hmm. well so you're you're and and that's where what you said, Keith, initially, which is they're playing around with this, but there's there's a lot of things that can come out of this from the technologies that they're putting in here so basically it's a it's a mobile office is all it is it's an office pod it's very ergonomic um it has a lot of interesting technological features it in can it can slide out
1: the the whole right. office unit itself the whole can back-end. slide out the back of the van. For open air. Uh, It has, you can climb onto the roof and work up there. Yeah. uh, I I saw, did you see the whole UV
0: sanitization? I did, man. And again, so there's your COVID, you know, they're they're throwing a few COVID ties to this. And, you know, they're focusing on that fact that a lot of people are working from home now. Mm -hmm but that need as a human to get out and, you know, and breathe fresh air or get some sunshine. Um, You know, when we go, when we work in an office building or if we work in an office or whatever, um, at least we have that at least once or twice a day where we actually get in a vehicle and we get to drive and see things. You know, end of the day, beginning of the day, listen to, you know, the Parts Kind of Guru podcast or whatever, you know, on your way in or way home, whatever. But this, what this does for an individual or individuals, is it gives you a little bit of mobility Yeah, to be able to get out and kind of make well, your own space. And
1: think about, you know, there are people that need to do conduct in-person sales on site, whether it's a, you know, T-shirt merch, like I need mm-hmm. to see a T-shirt cannon added to this thing. Um, you know, what? whatever, right? Like you, you have an office space to, to work from if you need to mm-hmm. conduct in-person business, that's an option uh but like it's got a coffee maker it's got some electric shades in it i'm bet you could probably work out something to sleep in it if you needed to
0: oh absolutely and i see that working into you know maybe some of the other vehicles down the road that you know for, for privacy say say the back end of a Pathfinder mm-hmm. or something. Say you're going to spend the night in your Pathfinder, you know. Again, cuz more and more people are becoming nomadic, man. They're they're there getting are out going of house. to be
1: elements of this concept that was premiered in Tokyo that will make it to mm-hmm.
0: their production vehicles. I guarantee it. And it does. It 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 says it has everything you need. So let me just so uh it's got it, the, like we said the rear hatch pops up and it has a slide-out feature, okay? And when you, when it slides out um and we'll probably we've, there's a video that yeah that's just go to this.
1: uh go to partscounterguru.com click on the mentioned on the podcast tab and uh we'll put a link to this to this episode yeah it, it's it's pretty neat
0: to yeah pretty neat but um it's got a workstation computer you've got inverters in it um now here's what's cool right so could this whole starlink thing be the timing of this and Starlink? Yeah,
1: so, yeah, it depends on how you want to get your internet. You know, um, cellular delivery is is the popular way today, you know, meaning like you're using the data plan on your you know cell service or whatever. But if you have, uh, Jay's talking about Starlink is Elon Musk's satellite internet, uh, or as yeah. I like to call it, internet from space, um, <laughs> which potentially you could integrate with something like this. And just like satellite radio, Works anywhere Any, as long as you have a anywhere, clear view of
0: the sky. Anywhere you're at, you can you can use this stuff. So this makes it so much easier. I mean, if you've got this type of vehicle for that, look. If I'm still working from home and this thing is actually comes on the market and I can, I can, and I actually need to work from home still. I'm, I'm again. I'm hoping that you know maybe I'm just flying around the country going to shows and we're you just know, doing shows.
1: This is an know. interesting um, component of. The, the world we live in today, meaning, you know, post-COVID or mm-hmm. in the middle, midst of COVID, I guess. Right. Um. You know, let's say you're interviewing for a job and, you know, the requirement is work from home. Right. Well, how many people, and I know this is happening a lot. Be- look at the RV sales in the past 12 oh. months. Skyrocket. Well, they are finger quotes here, working from home, right? But where is home, right? And does that employer, you have to think about it like this, like, you know, can they require you to be in a certain city or does that need to be discussed in the job interview or can you just get a product like this and go drive it out wherever you want and, you know, next week you're in Florida and the week after that you're in, you know, New Mexico. I
0: mean, is it... You You remember what I said The last pod – absolutely was the last podcast that we did and that we put out. And it, I kept saying about – you feel the electricity like in the air, and it was kind of a play on words, but you're seeing all this EV activity, this change in technology, but you're seeing other industries that Mm -hmm. are related to the automotive world that are going, oh, wait a minute. Like, for example, Airstream with their EV assist – that they're committed to now. Now you have Nissan with this uh, pod, this office pod that, that carries you out on the road. I am seeing more and more ads on TV or on you know pop up in my browser when I'm when I'm researching stuff about RVs, and they're they're coming right out and saying, "Hey, working from home? Why stay in your hometown? Go to such and such." park and camp out here with us with all the amenities of working from home there are hotels are changing i mean they're you know they had already had com- the opportunity for computers and hookups and stuff like that but they're they're refining those i've read something of, of, of late how they're trying to really focus on that connectivity Whereas, you know, years pass. you go to a hotel, mm-hmm. the connectivity is horrible. Or if you go to an RV resort. You, you can't
1: count right. Yeah, we talked no. about that in our... So so before we move away from this topic, I want to add a couple things here for those of you... Yes. ...that are, that are hanging with us. Um, I have... Jay doesn't even know this. Well, he knows one of them. So uh, we attempted a few weeks back on the show... To I tried to sign up for Starlink and their website crashed and I could I I, I eventually was able to get my pre order in so I have that now it could take six months to eighteen months before I'm, I'm before delivery, but when I get it we're gonna play around with that and I'm gonna see what what kind of a fit it it is for an RV lifestyle so so stay oh. Subscribe, if you're, if you're not subscribed, the best way that you would know is ring the bell, hit the subscribe button, and you'll be notified when that comes out. And also, in the interim, that's a big fancy word. It means in between now and then. Jay. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Man. <laughs> I have, and I've actually had this since Christmas, but it, the weather hasn't been conducive. I have a, it's the, the brand is King, if that matters, but it's made for RVs. It's a cell phone cellular amplifier system made for your RV. You can ladder mount it. You can roof mount it. But it's designed basically to help me work from my RV with an so- internet connection over the cellular network. And I'm going to go through and do a video on what it is, how I'm going to install it. And we're going to review it. I'm going to take a look at how well it works. And I will have all of that in place before our summer trip. Right, uh,
0: which... Right. Which we're we're excited about, and you guys should be too. And you got to, you need to stay stay hooked up with us because we got our hundredth episode coming along yep. soon. And so, and we're we're stay tuned to that. Hit the so. button,
1: hit subscribe. If you're an RVer or you're thinking about it, I think this is going to be a good option. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, might you know might have to drill a hole or two in the roof. Not excited about that, but uh, we'll we'll figure okay. it out. You need to we'll, watch watch us show you how to do it, and I'll, and just just stay tuned yeah, for that.
0: We'll, we'll we'll give you some word on it. So Neil, one, on closing note on this, that, and if you don't think that there's other intentions with this vehicle for Nissan, the concept um, uh, is equipped with all-terrain tires and off-road capabilities. Yeah, like that to, just to says back it to me, up, so. you know, RV. Yes,
1: Where this is not a pavement parking lot work.
0: Yeah. right no 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 Th- so, this is, yeah. so there you have yeah. it so good for nissan man something that's innovation man right i agree that's innovation yeah, yeah. that's innovation yeah. so so um yeah so real quick guys um again if you want to uh get into some of these video segments you can check us out over on youtube.com forward slash parts kind of guru while you're there please hit that subscribe button um Give us a, a like, thumbs up. Um, that means a lot to us. And then ring that bell so you're notified when we release another episode. Right now, our schedule is we're probably releasing a video like every other day. At least five a week is what we're getting out there for you guys. Podcast is weekly. So you can catch that over on the parsecountaguru.com. Hit the podcast link you spotify whatever all that it's you know you guys know the routine um social media guys we do a little bit on social media we're at facebook.com forward slash parts counter gurus uh like us share us tell a friend Uh, check us out over on instagram.com forward slash the parts counter gurus um now we're on twitter Our Twitter handle is at The Counter Show, which is what you are listening to right now. And look, we can't do this on our own. We need your help. First and foremost, we need your subscriptions. The hands-down subscriptions are, are what we need a lot of. But, You can also help us out by going to our website, partskindaguru.com, and you'll see a Amazon link up in the upper right-hand corner. If you feel like you need to buy something, I don't care if it is a vat of grease, man, and you need that stuff for whatever you're doing. Let's say you're going to have a wrestling match or something in your backyard. I don't know what you do with a vat of grease, but if you need it, you can buy it through that Amazon link from Amazon through our website, and we get a little love from that. Now, we don't know what you're buying, so hey, if you want to buy that grease and have a wrestling match in your backyard with grease, we'll never know. Unless, of course, you send us something you know, via email or contact us on our contact page there on ParchCountingGuru.com. You can do that as well. Speaking of that, you can ask us a question, make suggestions, whatever you want to do. Just just talk to us. We want to hear from you. Once again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you are already subscribed, we really appreciate it. Please get the word out. Boom. There you go. How about that? All right.
1: So I got I got some uh, I got our weekly paranormal. Uh, uh, you know, here we go. Segment. Here we go. So I'm ready, man. There's been I just it, the first time I read it and I was like, all right, yeah, I'm not gonna bite. But it has crossed the news wire so many times in the past few days that I just can't look away anymore. Stonehenge. Stonehenge apparently started out somewhere other than where we know it to be today, and there is archaeolog—oh boy, big word coming up—buckle in, everybody. Archaeological (laughs) evidence (laughs) of the fact, okay? Yeah. Um, So, uh, man, where to start with this? So I think where, where I think here's here's where I want to start. Okay, they they knew for a while here that. The stones um, came from a quarry. They, they've identified where that is. Okay, uh, they call them blue stones, and you know, and, and they they are now going with the theory that this was initially a burial site, right? Um, That's right, and was later moved. Mm-hmm. Um, so the distance that they moved it uh what what did we do you have
0: 140 yeah about 140 miles is what what they were saying it was in um the southwest of wales yeah um and gosh man just amazing these stones are two to four ton slab stones i yeah crazy heavy right for crazy heavy and
1: uh this is a you know four thousand to five thousand year old uh best we can tell and they think it had a religious significance. So, you know, the comparison that I read said, you know, think of Washington, D.C. from a kind of a, an importance in in sort of cultural significance to the region.
0: Um, Perselle Hills, by the way, is the uh, Perselle Hills Quarries.
1: Okay, there you go. And then add a dollop of, of religious uh, uh, persuasion to that and you and, have Stonehenge.
0: And uh, the little magician stuff going on.
1: Okay, so this is the part that there has been, legend has it. (laughs) Right, that's what's what's cool about this, man. For a very long time that the famous magician Merlin Mm -hmm. stole these stones and had them moved. Okay, now, for, 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 for until recently, everybody just sort of dismissed that as legend. But it does now appear to have some credence. Like, this could be, you know, he could have been a part in this move. Um I mean uh, why else would could you explain moving these you know multi-ton
0: rocks right Right, right. Hun- It's it's like yeah, yeah it's like it's like ants right ants their purpose they just they they move things that are a billion times their their weight and they move them all for one purpose and we get that but we have yet to crack the code on why a lot of these things are even in existence and, and, and why they were moved to where they were at. I mean, we're still scratching our heads on the pyramids, how they were built. Um, I mean, look, if you guys are into, you know, UFOs and extraterrestrials, man, I mean, this is like a well of, of that sort of stuff going on, man. But Well, and, you know, it's
1: fascinating to me that in its current location, uh, the main entrance aligns with the, 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 the longest solstice. day of the year of summer, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. that... Four or 5,000 years ago, people were conscious of that, that they knew that the, the days got longer and shorter, and there was a longest day. And oh, we're mm-hmm. going to take these, you know, big, heavy ass rocks and, you know, line right. the front door up with the longest day of the sun. And, 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 you know, not to mention the fact that they were aware that the sun, um, that something was in motion whether they thought it was the sun that was moving or they knew that our planet was moving right. that that sun did not come up over the same tree every day of the year, right
0: exactly, yeah, and you know look how they know it was moved, everything has an origin. that's like okay. how they were that that's that's like how they were able to determine you know the the bay of camp is it camp Campeachy where the big huge asteroid hit oh right, yeah, 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 right. You know, and the reason why that is is because of all of these little, you know, pockets of of caverns around it. They finally did all the the math on it, and they're like, oh, wait a minute, this is not just you know water caverns. These are this is caused by uh, an impact of, of a huge um, meteor or something. So, same thing here. Evidence is there. So they found that the rock. They they compared it. To this particular quarry, which is where this originally was. Um, it was originally at the Wan uh, Mon, and that's W A U N M A W N. And I'm sure some Welch guy has listened to us going, dude, you don't even know what you're talking right. about. Yeah. Well, that's America. okay. I, I, America, <laughs> I've been there. I love Tom Jones. So, boom, I know a little Welch. <laughs> So That's, it was. It's like, not unusual. It was it's three not unusual. miles from the quarries, okay. This
1: place that you're talking about, just three miles. Right. right? That's right. And, and they th- it was the hole. same type of stone circle. Yes. And, same. Yes. And I'm going to oversimplify this for yep. you know just to keep it simple. But they mm-hmm. found holes and craters that match the size and shape of the Stonehenge
0: rock. Absolutely.
1: And they were able to go back and say, "Oh, look, this particular stone at Stonehenge fits perfectly." In this Mm -hmm. hole right here, they use some imaging equipment, I think, and some, like, sonar, you know, uh, ground-penetrating sonar, radar, whatever. But, uh, yeah, so they have basically the puzzle shapes without the pieces at this mon,
0: mon, mon, whatever. Mon, (laughs) mon, mon, whatever it is, yeah. Yeah. So the other thing, too, is this, is that they had a study, a new study um, done, and... uh, that, that lends to it that that the idea that it was erected as a burial ground, by the way. Um, the researchers examined twenty five people whose cremated remains had been buried at the site for five thousand well around five thousand years and they looked at the chemical composition of those remains and they concluded that four of the cremated individuals had lived the last decades of their lives in Wales. So there you go. interesting. so, do is it like a pilgrimage to this like you know there's a lot of pilgrimages that go on yeah in, in the world for for religious reasons for burial reasons for burial purposes and who knows early on the welch the gaelic that's what they are they considered gaelic right uh sure I, I think or something like that whatever you're the one that's I been know. there man hey i've been there but i just went for the beer that's why i went there you go and the music man joe cocker dude he was another welch man another fine welch man Rock and roll, baby. I don't know. Good I'm, stuff. I'm Stonehenge. More, more of a Rolling Stones. I'm more of a I mean, Scottish Come on, man. dude. Yeah,
1: I'd rather. How oh, are you, really? Yeah, man? I'd rather go up to the island. But you know, again. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> so who's so, your who? Who is your favorite Scottish uh, individual? Oh you, man, you have a you have a favorite? Um, is it Liam Neeson?
1: David Tennant, no? the tenth Doctor Who. Oh,
0: <laughs> Doctor, really? he's scottish oh, I'm, more of a I think. Sean, I'm more of a sean connery guy myself. well that's the
1: obvious choice you know but then yeah i guess sure i'll take th- the rapist for <laughs> 500 dollars. <Alex>. therapist uh <laughs> all right so let's talk some let's talk some car stuff on this counter show yeah Sh- shall let's we?
0: let's let's get into it man let's uh now that we've talked rocks and that our, sort of stuff would you
1: rather talk about
0: uh you know texas and
1: I actually, I think we can cover both in the same
0: segment. What do you think? I think I think it's going to happen. So <laughs> it got cold down in the down in the great state of Texas, didn't it?
1: Yeah, so we had some of the blast, but not nearly as severe. As so let's a, talk about that weather
0: phenomenon, okay? All right. Are you into weather at all? Do you study uh, weather? Yeah, you, you have a weather station, yeah, don't you? Yeah, allegedly. Right, you know. yeah. So we had a big, huge... Arctic blast to push push into the into the, the great country of uh the US and then further south into that other country, Texas. And um we got it first. We got a load, load of snow here. We ended up with over a foot. Um and in certain places, even more than that. I think Mount Baker to the east of us Ended up with somewhere around fifty-three inches of snow, um, and they're still getting snow even today, weeks t- you know after you know the, the big storms. Um, then it moved uh, further east, and that's when the big push of Arctic air come down south, and what was it like? Sub-zero temps, man! I mean, just major ice, and that's the difference between what we deal with here, and then what you guys in the south deal with. Keith is the fact that. You have that overrunning of the air mass. So instead of falling as snow, which it sh- which is better. I know that sounds crazy. I would rather have a foot of snow than two inches of ice any day. Any day. Uh, nobody can drive in ice. At least with the right vehicle and some skills, you can drive in snow. You can shovel snow and get rid of it and pave your way. With ice, it just kind of hangs around and doesn't go away. Because of all of that, guess what? Texas didn't have no power for a couple days, man. Tell you what. All right, so
1: you know where to start with this. Um, You know, everybody, (laughs) if if you've been living under a rock in Stonehenge, I guess you haven't heard about the power problems in Texas. But for the rest of you, I I don't. You know, I don't want to go too much into the things you already know, but I want to maybe talk a little bit about why this was. Why the power shortage happened, but also Mm -hmm. you know, here we go with ingenuity again. So, oh yeah, people
0: just kind of living out the dream. People have so yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I mean, they. I mean, we all want to kind of live off the grid every once in a while, right? I mean, this (laughs) is just what you wish for, right? Extreme, yeah. So,
1: So, uh, we have a guy here that, for those of you that uh, didn't catch it on the podcast, we commented on a previous episode that Ford was, as an add-on option, you could could order a generator built in to the new F-150 trucks. Now, I would expect this to be multi-purpose. Like, if you're a big outdoorsman, I could see it coming in handy like a camper. Also, contractor, right? If you need to power your... You know, table saw, whatever, uh, you know, some power tools. There you go. You've got a generator you can take right to the work site. Um, little did Ford expect that people would be using these things to heat their homes.
0: So in case you're wondering what we're talking about, we're talking about the Ford Pro Power. Okay. That's a feature. And it comes on some of their F-150s. The um, The hybrid. As well as just the standard, yeah. And like you said, who would have thought? Yeah. I mean, I think that. Do you think Ford's intent was what we're about to talk about? I don't think so. I think it was to tailgate, uh, to power up things when you're out tailgating sure. and games and stuff like that. I think it was for worksite projects. Sure. You know, stuff like that. But
1: and the wow. grid in Texas, right? So, so yeah. I. Ooh, dude. This is going to tie into a couple themes that we've had on this show. So so here's a little bit about what we understand, what I understand about why and how this happened. So weather was a factor. Now, if you're a first-time listener, welcome to the program. Thank you. Glad to have you. Uh, yep. We have, we have covered many times on this show where electricity comes from, and it does not always come from the same source. In fact... I feel like I should just record this, Jay, and just hit play every four or five episodes. But um, (laughs) most states have a diverse complement of ways that they produce electricity. So I can tell you, like, for example, in Texas, they burn a lot of natural gas to produce electricity. Um, You know, in other states, like where Jay lives, there's a considerable amount of hydroelectric. You know, it comes from dams, solar, wind. All those are ways that electricity can be produced. Burning coal is kind of the old way, still in use today. Right. So, Texas has all of those means. The problem is that this cold blast affected every one of them in terms of their ability
0: to produce at normal capacities, you know? And yeah, and the mindset on that was was just we don't get storms like we that. don't it doesn't don't, get this bad right it, it doesn't get this bad
1: so i asked my neighbor and and ironically we i don't know how this came up i we were talking cars and this is
0: so awesome yeah we I were
1: out it. sledding last week because you know we got some of that ice and snow here and we're all out at you know the grown-ups are all standing around with flasks and the kids are sledding down the hills and it's eight <laughs> o'clock at night and everybody's just yeah. having a good time you know and, you um, might taking
0: bets on kids right. and whether or not they would hit their heads, or oh, or
1: which adult is going to go down first, right? You You're know? right, so right, right. He, I'm not going to name the guy because I don't know that he wants to be named, but he works for a local electric company here in my state, and and I, I just said, so what kind of a problem to the grid is it going to be when we as a as a country, you know, follow the mandate, you know, that California started by 2035. We're going to be all electric or that GM has said, you know, by 2035, we're going to be all electric. What's that going to do? And he said, well, he goes, I I, realistically, the, the, the grid will be should be fine. He said, because when we build those out, we overbuild them that and I'm going to I'm going to break this. I'm going to simplify this a little bit. But basically, the lines that they run either from pole to pole or underground, those are capable of carrying that extra load. He said the problem that you run into is from the transformer on the pole out in front of your house, or if you have buried lines, you know, on the ground in the box to your house. That part is typically not as robust. It's not overbuilt as much. So the grid itself can carry the extra demand to an extent, but the in end, endpoints, right? The the final destination of that power is where you're gonna you're gonna tax it.
0: It's the inefficiency of the home itself. Right, right. It's, it's lack of ability to be able to handle it, yes. So,
1: gotcha. he said, so the thing that you have to keep in mind is, you know, we have built in to our power networks the ability to, like, let's say when it's 95 degrees out here in Tennessee in the summer, um, we have built in the ability to go buy extra power from uh, mm-hmm. someone else, right? Like, so right. if it's TVA and they're producing hydroelectric power and they've got an extra demand they can pull in, you know, somebody else can transfer power to. This this sort of thing happens all the time here, okay? Right. But Texas, not so much because Texas can't source power outside of Texas. They're not set up for that.
0: Right. Okay. They have their own grid. They want to be their own... They're independent. Their own. They're independent,
1: yes. So when they hit capacity meaning everybody was running their electric because it was really cold, and right. you have this perfect storm, so to speak, no pun intended, of the sources that generate that power being reduced because of the storm. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have the rolling blackout situation that happened in Texas where we can't make enough power to keep up with the demand. Right. Um. Hence... Drive your F-150, back it right up to the front door, <laughs> right, and run the
0: power line. Boom. Yep, and you got your heat. Yep. Or your you nope. know refrigerator or whatever. Right, no, no different than having a gas power generator out there, but it's, it's the F-150. Now, they said that the electricity flow, um, it needed to be 60 hertz for stability. But it fell below that to like 59. So they had to try to keep it
1: stable. So they introduced rolling blackouts. But
0: systems just started shutting down. Yep. And that's why. And then once that happened, they couldn't get the the things back up. And this is why these these people, the similar thing happened in in 2012 in India. They had 700 uh, million people uh, that fell into darkness, no power in a situation like this. Um, we were very close, or they were very close in this particular situation to to it being very catastrophic. Um, Infrastructure is completely screwed up in these times when that happens. And I mean, it, it can take months if not years to restabilize that. That's why this is such a big deal. And the problem, again, is like they were not... If they had that mindset of... Uh, You know, well, it doesn't get that cold here. Well, I can say if you look back in recent history, even in like in my in my lifetime, I think the frequency of these types of events have increased, especially in Texas, especially in Texas. I've seen a number of cold spell storms, well, not this bad.
1: And it doesn't have to be just cold. See, that's the thing. No, if you have they a have company hurricanes. like GM that says we're only going to be producing electric vehicles by 2035, you're not going to have a choice. You're going to have to plug that car in at night, and that's right. usually 220. And it's a big load on the grid. And if everybody plugs their cars in at night, it's an extra load on the. You know, look, that's going to happen incrementally. It's not going to happen all at once. I understand that's a much milder case, right? But this is not an uh, the isolated event that uh, we we seem
0: to think it is. I think it's going to happen again. It will. I think it will too. And my prediction is 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 it, 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 we could they could get another. Blast like this that could could put them in into deep trouble before this winter's over um i really hope that they get things back up and running now they say they are they're up and running in most locations now uh, but right. now guess what you have not only you had that situation but it, it's it's the effect of that situation that caused all these poor homeowners that now have burst pipes that are also it doesn't get that cold here we'll never have to worry about pipes right you know they don't think about that right. um we do in our in our locations keith i know you do even though you're in the south you are you are geograph uh geographically you get a lot of of storms man yeah. that that put you guys under the well 20 degree mark quite frequently i, in, I always have span.
1: some sort of backup plan i mean that's just sort of the way i live you know i'm not mm-hmm really one to rely on other people to bail me out of trouble right and you know these are things that we've talked about at home as a family you know look if uh if we're without power for three or four days i have a generator i have you know solar panels i have ways to make power i have an rv with solar panels on the roof that Jay helped me install i mean it's you know we got options here and i'm not um I'm not gonna and I understand that's not the norm and a lot of people uh just that's for whatever reason, they don't have the means, whatever, they have to rely on that, that wall that plug on the wall, that doesn't mean that you can't have some emergency preparedness
0: w- at whatever level. That's right. You know, even though some of these customers were further inland, say Dallas, mm-hmm. Fort Worth, and even El Paso and those areas they were still heavily affected by this. Now, during hurricane season, typically it's the coastal communities, and it, it'll get up into... You can get, get some high winds and heavy flooding rains up into Austin and Dallas and Fort Worth. It can reach that far, no problem. And I'm sure that a lot of those people are prepared because of that with, say, generators on hand. Um, but there's a lot of people that are further inland that that just aren't. They don't even think about it. And and to, to add to that, you've got... A system in place where the customers of this, this this Texas power grid can choose to pay a specific way where it's a higher rate mm-hmm. and their rate doesn't go beyond whatever, but they can choose the fluctuating rate or whatever and, and get cheap year-round electricity. But boy, when it hits the fan... Oh, For example? Thousands of dollars, right? Thousands of dollars. There was a gentleman in, in San Antonio that, um, his name is Scott Willoughby, he's a 63-year-old 60 year Army veteran, lives on Social Security um, in Dallas, uh, said he had to empty his his nearly all of his savings because he had to pay a $16,752 electric bill.
1: Yeah. Now, at some point, I think there's going to be some probably that that's not done, and they're going to the state's going to step in and well potentially regulate
0: some of that. Right. We'll say this: the governor has stepped up. He's working with um, uh, with 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 Washington. There's been you know some disaster declarations uh, put forth, uh, so these folks will be able to to go in and recoup their their losses in that regard. I hope that this is a lesson uh in preparedness here uh for 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 the state of texas well um, you know i, I don't know I, what else to say though. i have
1: a couple thoughts on that number one you know state of texas truck ford truck salesman of the year uh especially with the what did you call that generator package the
0: ford uh, it was yeah it's the um ford, uh, ford? yeah the the pro there you go pro power it? Pro Power, that's there you it. Go. Sorry, man. So had Pro, pro Power
1: pro power Advocate of the Year. They Ford just needs to go ahead and make it in the shape of the state of Texas, right? Give that award out. I mean, because this is great publicity for them. Uh, right. And, I, you know, I sitting at the dinner table explaining to my wife, like, how this works. And
0: she was like, oh, yeah, I get it. Because, you know, we had an RV and it all made sense. So let me give you the lowdown on that. If you guys are not aware of what that yeah. is, is, um, four Pro Power Onboard is available in three flavors. Uh depends largely on the pickup's powertrain. Mm -hmm. Um, The non-hybrid F-150 models are available with an optional 2.0-kilowatt inverter system uh, that outputs uh, via a pair of 20-amp and 120-volt outlets in the bed. Um, Or you can uh, choose the new hybrid power boost mode. Uh, It upgrades to a 2.4-kilowatt pro-power system as standard equipment. They're hybrid, man. Uh, finally there's the most potent 7.2 kilowatt optional upgrade for the power boost hybrid with three times the output 420 amp 120 volt connections and a locking 240 volt nema plug and you can speak to that the nema plug yeah it's similar to the kind that you would plug your clothes dryer yeah uh, or your or your ev into yeah, yeah yeah
1: yeah 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 so um it just depends on what you're going to power you know with them in terms of uh, you know which one you get. Now you can always step them down a lot of times, but you you can't step up. Meaning, you know if you if you buy the lower powered one, and then you know a year later you realize that you need to power a compressor or something that requires more juice, you're you're out of luck. So it's easier right. to step down. The other thing that I think we're going to see in Texas, Jay, is um, you know the mental health, uh, the demand for mental mental wellness services. Uh, Is going to go through the roof because you got all these people that basically were unable to connect to Facebook
0: for a week. I mean, what are they going to do with their lives? (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No Facebook, man. No social media. Nothing. They couldn't couldn't get on there. Hey, um, unfortunately, there there are some really really sad stories that came out of this. Uh, I've seen quite a few stories of where people are just now recovering from uh, water damage from hurricane. Uh, recent hurricanes that have been fighting insurance companies uh, for the last couple of years to try to get their their home back in order and then now all of a sudden they're they're having to start the cycle all over again because they've got pipes that have burst due to the extreme cold it's just such a sad situation man i really i have a lot of faith in this country that we're going to step up and take care of these people Uh, like i said i believe that they've uh, declared some disaster relief to come their way and Hopefully that happens. So speaking of Ford F-150, though, there's a recall out there. I don't know if you knew this or not. But Ford announced a recall on Monday uh, for select 2021 F-150. And when I say Monday, this is like last week. This is in February, guys. Um, 2020 and 2021 Super Duty truck models over concerns that their windshields may not stay in place during a crash. Uh, which could lead to the increased risk of injury during a crash. Um, F-150 models uh, that are being recalled were produced in Dearborn, Michigan uh, from October 27th of 2020 to February 3rd of 2021. Uh, The Super Duty models were built in Kentucky between October 3rd, 2020 and January 23rd, 2021. If any of your vehicles are affected, please contact your local dealership and have them take care of those concerns for you immediately. So there you go, heard it here first, guys. Do we have a? Let's let's.
1: We'll post that on the mention on the podcast page too with a link to the uh, yeah, details. Sure.
0: All right. I'll. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do, man. um
1: Hey, man. I think I'm warm I think that's the show for today, Jay. Do you think so? I think
0: so. Okay. Well. Again, thank you, everybody, for everything. Uh, follow us on Um Hit the podcast uh, tab, sign up, follow us there. Uh, check us out over on YouTube.com forward slash gurus. Uh, subscribe, like, tell a friend, ring the bell, all that sort of stuff. Um, anything we mention on these podcasts, uh, we have a mention on the podcast tab. If you want to leave a comment, you can comment on our pod, uh, Parts Counter guru dot com website as well. Um I got a lot to say, man, but we just don't have enough time. Well that's why this is episodic. Do you come back next week? I know. I know. So you want to take us out of here, guys? Yeah man. All
1: right everybody, thanks again. Uh for my podcast partner Jay over there. I'm Keith. So great to talk to each and every one of you. Again. Thank you all. We look forward to talking to you again soon to hear what what uh what Jay is, is holding back, uh, until <laughs> next time, only wear things that bring a smile. Take care, everybody.